Well, welcome back to CII Radio. We're live at Ensuring Women's Futures Live 2018, the big conversation. And for our final smaller conversation today, we're joined by Sean Fisher, who is the Chief Executive Officer of the Chartered Insurance Institute. Welcome back to CII Radio. Not your first time on Thank this podcast. You. How has the event gone today? It's been a, it's been amazing because it, 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 we, we called it a happening um, because we didn't want to call it a conference or a thinking or any any of that sort of terminology because we knew that we we weren't quite sure what was going to happen <laughs> and we weren't quite sure what was going to come out of it. But what was a, we've had a brilliant turnout because uh, again people sign up to these things and then you know they they decide on the day they can't be bothered or whatever. But actually you know uh, uh, you know a really good cross section of all the people that signed up turned up um and actually we thought most of them might stay for the keynote speeches or whatever and then might go but in fact we've just had everybody downstairs for a, a, a final drink and we've still got at least three quarters i think of the people that were here this morning are still here so something about it resonated with them that's for sure so um what role do big conversations like the one we're seeing today play in making big change i think particularly in our sector there's probably not been enough conversation um I think we we're quite a technical we're still quite a technical group of people that that's not I always feel that when you talk generically you're probably being slightly unfair because I know that people in the personal lines part of the market do spend a lot of time thinking obviously about their consumers or whatever but I still think we've got a legacy of thinking very technically about what we do and also I hate to say it, but I think we've got a bit of a patrician uh, thing still going on that we feel that we should do unto consumers as opposed to talking to consumers about, you know, what their lives are really like, what they need help with, whatever. And I think we're still making some pretty historic decisions about what our products and services need to be and look like. And I I think the only way we're going to change that is by being open to having conversations, you know, in real time with real consumers and the funny thing is because of course we all we all feel guilty about talking to ourselves but each of us is also a consumer of these products which is the fantastic thing if only we could turn the telescope around all the time when we're talking about it to think well okay I'm saying these things as a technician but hang on a minute five minutes later I'm a consumer and then how do I feel about it and I think if we keep doing that to ourselves I think will make a will make a big difference. If we were to try and capture the essence of this happening today is it about women standing up for women or is it about more than that? There's an element of that I mean you know Inga in her speech this morning you know was referencing the fact that it's a hundred years since you know well a group of, of women first got the vote and there is a level of frustration amongst uh, women in a way that we're still talking about such big differences you know the gender pay gap you know and it was 1979 when the you know the the equality act came in and you know we watched the films you know the Ford Dagenham and all of that and you think you know all the you know there's actually even more famous examples from you know the tram drivers during the first world war you know asking for equal pay or equal pay for equal equal work and and you know sometimes it can feel like we haven't it's a hundred years. We we don't seem to have made a hundred years worth of progress. But you know, people do say sometimes you know you can spend a hundred years and then in a year, things really, 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 really change. And there is a feeling that there's a wellspring of of energy and enthusiasm around not just moaning about is stuff, but 
actually making things happen and also challenging because I think women have been by education history and everything a little bit reticent about using their voice I know there's younger women now saying come on use your voice Meghan Markle saying use your voice you know and and I kind of know what they're talking about because you know I'm in my 50s and I would say along the way you know I've probably been one of the more outspoken uh, women in the insurance market about things that need to change but I've still probably been quite cautious and quite careful about talking about women I might have talked about flood or something but I'd I'd probably have been quite cautious about talking about women specifically and that's wrong because women are 50% of the population and if we don't speak up things aren't going to change and we have to not be sort of put off talking about our own issues but I think an important word came up today in that context which was empathy because you know men can't really understand the issues that we've got unless we explain them and talk about them and they've got to have the empathy to allow us to talk about it without getting cross with us or saying oh you know we don't understand what you're saying so and it works both ways and actually a very good point came up today which is we're still making stereotypical assumptions that women are always in the inferior position and actually quite a lot of the women in the room today which isn't surprising given the seniority of some of the people here you know quite a lot of the women in the room are actually the breadwinners now and they were saying what's really interesting for them is although some of the stats that Jane was sharing didn't resonate with them because they are very financially empowered they've suddenly realized that maybe their other half who could be another it could be a man but could be another woman you know could be you know whatever Uh, actually they're probably in this position and they should have the empathy to 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 think about some of the things we're saying today in relation to their partner i hope that the dialogue is actually going to look like a really a really two-way street on on all sides and that people don't try and box it into some some sort of stereo you know or gender stereotypical um, fight because I don't think it's what it is. Actually, PwC came out with an interesting piece last week saying, look, if we could look at the gender pay gap not as a fight between men and women, but as an issue for society to create a great deal more economic value, because what they're saying is if we actually equalised the gender pay gap between men and women, that would potentially put something like £90 billion back into the economy. Now, if you think about the tax on that, etc., what what an incredible difference that would make. How does um, ensuring women's futures fit into the CII's wider strategy around maintaining your professional relevance to the next generation? I think it's all about professionalism. I mean, what what do professionals do? You know, we we sort of say the thing about being a professional is it's it's got three elements to it, not one element to it. So yes, there is the competence element, but the other two are the way that you behave. So we call it maybe integrity, you know, and then your apps, your care for your customer, right? And so the essence of being a professional is that you care about your customer well I think all we're really saying is it's not care for one kind of customer actually being professional in today's world is caring about the whole range of customers that there are in society and being equally knowledgeable and able to you know to to meet their needs and that is just the essence of being a professional today one final question then. One of the assessments of the Brexit vote is that we're becoming a less inclusive, diverse society in Britain. Will those attitudes, do you think, hamper efforts to encourage gender equality or diversity within the insurance sector? 
I don't think this is an issue for the insurance sector. I think we've got something uncomfortable going on generally, which is if you if you think if you if you go to life or you go to society or whatever, there's seemingly a very very open conversation now and lots of willingness to talk about all kinds of issues which have been hidden or pushed down in society or trampled down in society and yet at a political level we seem to have a really weird situation which I I feel a complete dislocation with you've got Trump in America you've got Putin in Russia you've got us seemingly turning against our multicultural society for some strange reason that I don't understand um you know that's a personal view but and yet you look out of the window any any Thursday or Friday night in the city and what do you see uh, the most culturally diverse group of young people that I think has probably ever existed in history because we have had immigration for, you know, well, for 100 years um, and that has impacted on what the everyday person in the UK now looks like. So where is, where is that, that, uh, that issue coming from that we, we don't feel part of, of, a, of, a, of a global world? Um, because you look out the window and the British population is part of the global world today. But politics is not one of my strong points so we will we will work with whatever the the political decisions are absolutely sean thank you for joining us again on cii radio to find out more you can visit cii.co.uk slash podcast or find us on twitter at cii group please do use the hashtag iwf live 2018 if you've got any questions or any feedback and until next time until next season of cii radio thank you for listening <laughs>